0: City, it's your man Big Pat, the voice of your Charlotte Hornets, and you're listening to the All Hornets Podcast Network, presented by Sports Illustrated. Life without LaMelo Ball, something us Hornets fans have seen far too much of the last several years, and uh, something that we've unfortunately have grown to expect and hope that it doesn't happen again we'll get through this together though guys we'll get through this together hello my name is sam dracula i make charlotte hornets fan videos and i do live streams on youtube and i'm doing this podcast on the all hornets podcast network talking lamello ball and what happens when he's not on the floor and what we've been seeing through this stretch through the six game stretch I'm recording this after the Heat game, the game from Monday and before the game Wednesday against the Heat. So, this podcast is the meat in a Miami Heat sandwich. Like that? That's the, I did that off the top. Let's go. Side note, I really hate watching the Heat play. They are god-level scumbags on the floor, respectfully. Like they played the game, they played the refs specifically very well. Until something changes with the rules, which I don't think it will, but they play the game, the whole game very well. And it's very frustrating to watch. I I really wish we had Malik Monk on the team because at least he we knew he went off against the heat. He'd go off against the heat. But unfortunately, we don't have Malik anymore and we don't have LaMelo Ball anymore. At least for now. Charlotte's been without LaMelo for six full games, right? Post Orlando where he got hurt. We're talking Knicks, Nets, Wolves, Bulls, uh, Raptors, and Heat. Let's dive into the backcourt and committee of men tasked with replacing LaMelo's production. But first, make sure to subscribe on the platform you're listening on. The All Hornets Podcast Network is one podcast feed with multiple shows, making sure we cover the Charlotte Hornets from every single angle. If you like what you hear, subscribe on Apple Podcasts and leave a review. The All Hornets Podcast Network is affiliated with the Fans First Sports Podcast Group. Also check out the All Hornets Podcast online store. Link in the description of this episode for shirts, sweatshirts, and hoodies and some good stuff over there. Go check that out. But as of right now, as I'm recording this, again, between the two Heat games, the Charlotte Hornets are 7-14 and this season. They are 2-4, and two wins, four losses without LaMelo. Two wins, five losses. If you want to count the game he got hurt in, so depending how how you want to look at it, I'm choosing to ignore the the that Orlando game and only focus on the games where there's been no Lamelo whatsoever. So whenever you hear me talk about without Lamelo, which is a term that I've been saying a lot for four years now, that idea without Lamelo is only in games he didn't play in. All right, just for the record, when I'm talking about the numbers from the from your Terry Rozier, McGowan, and and, uh, Brandon Miller, and Nick Smith later on in this podcast. So without LaMelo means no LaMelo whatsoever. This ankle stuff is super frustrating, though. (laughs) Super, super frustrating. If he doesn't even try to wear ankle braces when he gets back, I'm going to start questioning his label as a franchise player. But what I won't question is how awesome he was offensively before he got hurt. And I want again, another disclaimer for this podcast. The Charlotte Hornets this season are among the worst defensive teams with and without LaMelo. So in the name of simplicity, I'm only talking offense with Melo and any other player I've mentioned in this recording. All right. So let's talk LaMelo first and what we're missing right now. For the season, he's 24.7 points per game, which is, a, which is a career high, but excellent stuff. Five and a half rebounds per game, which is a career low, but five and a half still super solid for a guard. And 8.2 assists a game. Which is almost on par with last year's career high. And that's for all 15 games he's played. So let's round it up. 25 points a game. Let's round it up to 6 rebounds a game. And 8 assists a game. 25, 6, and 8. For all 15 games he's played in. Now it's important to acknowledge that he started this season not ready. He had a delayed camp. And it took a while for him to get going. There are times, in my opinion, he looked tired. And he wasn't in shape because he was coming off that injury. Clifford had him on a minute restriction. LaMelo wasn't LaMelo when the season started, all right? But he definitely was LaMelo right before he got hurt. He was on some next-level offensive stuff. Like, the run he was on was all NBA-level stuff. His last four games, okay? Okay. It's a small sample size, but again, it took him a while to get going. And when he got going, bro, he went, he was going. And for context purposes, we're talking the Bucks and Knicks games, which were both losses and the Celtics and Wizards games, which were both wins. Again, this four game stretch, he was 35 a game, seven boards, nine assists. I'm gonna say that again. The last four full games before that Orlando one where he got hurt. 35 points a game, 7 rebounds, 9 assists. He was shooting a lot, like a lot, 27 attempts a game, but I had a 48% clip and 43% from 3 on 12 attempts. He was also shooting 4 free throws a game on average, which is something I've been begging for for years. Like, LaMelo was putting it all together and uh, just, re- just really adds another like sting, re- truly insult to injury, when uh, when he went down in Orlando. So it's, it's really unfortunate that he got hurt when he got hurt because we were finally seeing what a fully formed LaMelo could look like, right? Like he was looking like he was finally refi- like finally fulfilling his potential as a player. And then he went down. Now without him, it's an issue, right? Because before he got hurt and what we, we've been seeing the last couple of years, no one has the ball in his hands more than LaMelo. So him turning into an, a monster offensively and finally hitting a stride was just ugh, like, we're finally, we're, I think looking like we're gonna finally like kinda of change our, our 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 tune here. But without him, we need some people to step up. Need some people to step up. So who's it gonna be? Who has it been? Let's get into it. So who has been stepping up in Melo's absence? I was and uh still am very bearish on the state of the collection of guards we have. My opinion isn't an indictment on the individuals, but more so how they fit together and their placement in the rotation. Yeah, you know I mean, like for instance, I love Terry Rozier. I think McGowan's has a lot of promise. I think Brandon Miller was the correct pick. And Smith has value. But if that's the th- these are the guys that we're relying on right now without LaMelo. And it shouldn't be a surprise that LaMelo's not playing. Right? We never want anyone to get hurt, but you should prepare for it, right? And the plan for LaMelo, like the plan B, is Terry at point guard, Ish Smith as the backup point guard, McGowans, and Miller at the other guards. It's just, there's a lot left to be desired right there, in my opinion. So the first game without LaMelo against, was against the Knicks, and it was a blowout. Man, the Knicks cooked the Hornets. Uh, everyone touched the floor that game. We saw five minutes from uh, Nick Smith Jr. Booknight, Leaky Black, and Maladon. Like if you need if you need a sign of a blowout, that's that's where you see it. Nick Smith to his credit goes three or four. Booknight goes two or three. Nick Smith would later get injured. Booknight that we haven't seen him play since. Same with Leaky Black and Maladon. Like those guys, I thought maybe they would get more of a crack during this during this period without Lamella, but nah. Like if you look at the next game against the Nets, it's a short bench. Four man rotation, only, the only guards coming off the bench were Nick Smith and Ish, right? And then, like, no Booknight, no Maladon. Next game against the Timberwolves, no Booknight, no Maladon, no Nick Smith, right? Only Ish, and McGowan's the only guards playing off the bench. Against the Bulls, we had uh, Bryce and Ish. Only three men coming off the bench that game. Uh, no Black, no Booknight, no Maladon, no Smith. No Thor. I don't know what happened with him, but hey, it's a podcast for a different day. And then against the uh, the Raptors, four men off the bench, Ish and McGowan's the only guards. No Booknight, no Mallardone. And then last night, as I'm recording this, we only had Ish and uh, McGowan's again. No Black, no Booknight, no Mallardone. Same with uh, and Nick Smith is hurt, by the way, so th- he's off the table as far as that goes. The amount of guards touching the floor, at least the lack of experimentation with the guards touching the floor, is something that I guess in hindsight I shouldn't have been surprised about, but I still am. You know, like I get it. Like you, you want to rock with what you, what you're most comfortable with, but I think it's it's also at the stage where you gotta throw stuff at the wall to see what sticks, and. I'm not advocating running out of James Booknight for 20 minutes, but why not at all? Just to see what you got. Booknight's playing for his NBA future right now. The fact that they they declined his option, like he he may not have a job next year. Maybe that could maybe that's the shot in the arm that Booknight needs. And may, maybe we should see just to see it. just let's see it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, could have hurt. Same with Bailey and Smith when they're healthy. Like I, let's see it. Let's see what we got. What we what we what are we holding on to? Let's start with Bryce McGowan's. McGowan's was 15 minutes a game with Lamelo in in 10 games, which I think is real respectable. I love that he's getting a, a continued look because I think McGowan's has a lot of potential to be a real role player for this team uh, for the next several years. Right, um, 15 minutes a game, three shots a game. This is all with Lamelo at 40. percent Without Lamelo, he's played a little more. On average, 16 minutes, up from 15.4. The field goals have gone up. The field goal attempts have gone up and the percentages. Rebounds have gone down. Assists have gone up. Like McGowan's from a game-to-game point of view. I I look at him as like, all right, if he has the minutes, right? The only game he started was against Brooklyn. He scored uh, 14 points in that game. It's just, you know, I think it's going to take him a minute to fully take advantage of. But I do like that he's out here learning. He's starting quarters. He's starting halves. Like, McGowans has put in the work in practice, and he's gained the trust of Clifford. So, projecting it out when LaMelo returns, hopefully we see McGowans continue on to get this look. Because the only way these guys are going to get better is if they play. And McGowans has been playing consistently with and without LaMelo. So, that's a very good thing. All right, let's go to the rookie next, Brandon Miller, which is a total, like, be careful what you wish for type thing. (laughs) Because, like, everyone was like, oh, no, like, Terry came back from injury, and then Miller went to the bench. And everyone was like, oh, no, Terry, uh, Miller should be starting. And then Lamello gets hurt. It's like, yeah, be careful what you wish for. Because Miller starting, but we lost LaMelo in the process. With LaMelo, he was 30 minutes a game. This includes eight starts in 14 total games, right? So 30 minutes a game, 11 and a half attempts, four threes a game. He was getting to the line two times a game. Rebounding was like four. I think, yeah, four rebounds for him, just under two assists, 14 points a game in total. He was good for a turnover and three fouls a game, which is, you know, rookie stuff but day. Hey, it's all good. Like Brandon Miller's numbers without LaMelo are really impressive. Pretty much approved across the board. Improved, excuse me. And approved. I approve of Brandon Miller. Improved across the board. He's getting more play time. He, he went from 30 minutes a game to 35 minutes a game. He's, he's good for three more shot attempts. His field goal percentage is around 39%, but from three, hey, 48 percent 49 if you want to be nice and round up on six attempts that is so key to what the hornets need right now the hornets are, are really need some knockdown shooting just shooting in general honestly but real snipers from distance and miller is showing signs of that showing signs of it he's been a guy who can have a bad game and then forget about it or excuse me even just a bad quarter and forget it even happened let continue to play on like brandon miller it's been really. Imp- I've been really impressed with his composure and mentality this season in his rookie year. He's gonna make mistakes. He's gonna reach in at the wrong time. He's gonna foul jump shooters. That stuff is going to happen. But what I love is that he's not prone to making two mistakes in a row. He makes a mistake, misses a sign or whatever. He plays on and doesn't compound it with another bad decision. I- I'm a big fan of Brandon Miller, and I think he's really showing off what he can do right now. Rebounds have gone up without LaMelo. Assists have gone up without LaMelo. Blocks. Uh, Turnovers have gone up as well, (laughs) unfortunately. But, hey, he's a a a 16-point-a-game guy without LaMelo so far in only five games. So, like, it's, it's something to build on, again, like with the McGowans. We want to see that continued run, that these guys get continued experience because this is the future of the team. These guys are the future of the team, Miller and McGowans, right? And Clifford is showing a lot of faith in these kids. To, to do it, which was something a lot of people thought Clifford wouldn't do. But with this roster, you only have a choice. Not a lot of vets on the team. Well, speaking of vets, let's go to the most veteran guy, I believe. You know what? He has the same amount of seasons as Hayward. Hey, Ish Smith. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> let's talk about Ish Smith. Ish was brought in late, right? Till goes down. Sumner gets cut. They bring in Ish, who's about to retire. Ish played nine games with LaMelo like with LaMelo healthy, 16 minutes a game during that stretch. Without LaMelo, his minutes have gone down. <laughs> Which is crazy. When you what you think about it, like, oh, we lost a point guard. Well, the we got Terry who's a shooting guard. We'll play him at the point, and you would think, all right, well, Ish, of course, would just be playing more because he's the backup point guard. Nope. In six games, that's Knicks, Nets, Wolves, Bulls, Raptors, and Heat. 14 minutes a game. Previously, 16 minutes a game. Now, Ish is out here. He's not meant, you know, the the score sheet with Ish isn't really why he's out there. But, man, I really wish it was. We could really use some offense during those stretches when Ish Smith is out there with and without the second unit. It's a letdown at times when the other team's second unit, their guard play is outscoring our whole set. Sometimes our whole bench, we could really use some, some offense from the Ish Smith spot. He's going to be single-digit points, basically guaranteed, right? <laughs> if any. He's not, all, he's not there to, to light things up, right? He's there to keep things going. Without LaMelo, he's playing fewer minutes, and he's shooting fewer shots, right? Rebounds are down. Everything is down. Assists are slightly up, excuse me. I'm only really focusing on guards, by the way. I just want to mention Gordon Hayward. He went from he's about 13 points a game with Lamelo in these last few games without him. He's he's jumped up to 18 a game. Hayward has has, has stepped up quite a bit in Lamelo's absence. Just for the record, I just want to give Hayward some shine here. But the, the main man I want to speak about is Terry Rozier. Okay, hard carry Terry. All right trying to get this nickname over if you don't play video games a hard carry is when you're playing online with your friends could be one other friend three other people doesn't matter it's a you're on a team against other people and you're not doing well (laughs) but your friend is your friend is carrying you to a win the hard carry and terry Has been hard carrying. So, Rozier's about 22 points a game with LaMelo, basically just to start his season before he went down and came back. He came back in the Orlando game and then we lost LaMelo. Like, it's, it's, this team is cursed, man. This team is cursed. But anyway, in the six full games without LaMelo, Rozier went from 22 points a game with LaMelo to 25 without him. Right. He also, his minutes basically stayed the same. He's playing like an extra minute or two a night. Field goal attempts jumped up from seventeen and a half to nineteen and a half. His his uh his three point percentages uh went from twenty eight percent to forty four percent, which is nuts. He went from six attempts a game with Lamelo to eight attempts without him. Rose shooting. He's out here shooting. Free throws have gone up. The percentages have gone up, and the makes obviously. Uh, rebounds have stayed the same. Assists have gone up. He went from five five point seven assists to nine point seven assists. Turnovers have gone down um, from a percentage point of view without LaMelo. Now, Rozier, like like ish, seemed to get them in bunches, the turnovers, where you just try to force the issue too much. Even um, the last thing against the Heat, like for whatever reason, the Charlotte came out trying to force the ball to uh, Nick Richards on the block and back to back possessions and failed both times. Like just ended up in turnovers. It's weird how that works out, but Ro- uh, Rozier has been taking care of the ball largely. Pretty well, three fouls a game formed during the stretch, which is up from one point three with Lamelo. Again, twenty five points for, up from twenty two. Terry's been Terry's been hard carrying with some really clutch performances. Just it just we just missing that last little piece to to get us over the hump. There's been, there's been there there have been these games where we've been within single digits and the game has been with within arm's reach, and just haven't had the firepower or <laughs> the defensive prowess just to, to close, to close, right? Even the Toronto game where things were just cooking, everything was simmering perfectly. And then they started targeting Rozier on the defensive end. Like Scott Scotty Barnes was bullying Terry, man. Like it just becomes an issue because you can't hide Terry on defense because you need him so much on offense. The other teams going to exploit that on a nightly basis. So we need Lamelo back. All right, that's the that's the long that's a summary. <laughs> that's a summary of the episode. You know what I mean? You know, I was hopeful that this team could go five hundred without Lamella during the stretch. I was hopeful. I I still am. They're still in these games. This isn't a terrible team. The Spurs, the Wizards, the Pistons, those are terrible teams. The Charlotte Hornets are not that bad. Okay, but I think we're just really unlucky. And the luck is bound to go in our favor. But it can never be too easy for us, can it? Always got to be difficult. Rozier has been showing off what he can do. We know what he can do. We know what he... As Hornets fans, we know what Terry's capable of. The rest of the league, are they taking notice? You know what I mean? If uh, I'm not advocating trading Terry but Terry could certainly help out a lot of contending teams right now a lot of them a lot of them Miller McGowan's are showing areas of improvement during this stretch I'm here for it I'm here for it if there's if there's we can't get wins right at minimum we should be getting experience to our younger guys and that seems to be the case that we're seeing we're seeing Miller and McGowan's show different things I would love to see Nick Smith get more minutes when he's back healthy that's my that's my The only thing I haven't seen that I really want to see is more Nick Smith Jr. I don't want LaMelo to be out longer than he needs to be. But if he's going to be out for another week or two or three or whatever, I need to see Nick Smith get some minutes, man. The kid looks nice in Greensboro and in here in Charlotte. Let's see see what the first rounder can do. Let's see what he can do. But LaMelo, get back soon. This team needs you. Please wear your ankle braces. On paper, there's not a lot of excitement in the guard rotation. But this team, these guys are capable of more than what people want to give them credit for. And I'm hopeful. I'm truly hopeful. Because any given night, the shots can start falling. And Rogier can hard carry this team to a dub. I mean, will the Hornets be looking to upgrade the Ish Smith spot at some point? They probably should. I don't think Nick Smith is ready to, to, to do, like to get those minutes at this stage to be a 14 to 16 minute a night guy. Will they explore the trade market? I hope so. I really hope so. Not just for this season, but just for going forward. like The long-term, there's no long-term backup point guard on this roster, right? And so it would be nice to address that at some point, just for the sake of continuity, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, that stuff's important in sports, and it's been a revolving door. Uh, that ba- The backup point guard spot has been a revolving door. LaMelo, come back soon. We miss you. Please wear ankle braces. Thanks in advance. Thank you for listening to Sam Dracula Investigates Life Without Lamelo. The All Hornets Podcast Network is one podcast for you with multiple shows, making sure we cover the Hornets from every single angle. If you like what you hear, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts and leave a review. The All Hornets Podcast Network is affiliated with the Fans First Sports Podcast Group. Again, check out our merch. Link in the description for shirts, sweatshirts, and hoodies. Until next time, I've been Sam. You've been great. Peace.